0: This is Jerry Bingham, host of Hush Loudly on WGN+. Plus.
1: Until one day, the sun just literally came out. Things just looked brighter and different, and my perspective changed. And I realized, hey, you've got your whole life ahead of you. What do you want to do? Hi, this is Sylvia L. Jones, and you're
0: listening to Hush Loudly on WGN+. Hello everyone and welcome back to Hush Loudly. I'm so proud. Uh, to introduce another amazing introvert that's running the world, making amazing things happen. I'm saying that. She didn't say that. I'm saying that. And so, as we know, we continue to talk about introverts and how we draw energy from within. We recharge more in solitude. We expend energy in social situations versus our friends, extroverts, who gain energy from social interaction. And so we enjoy just talking to introverts about how they're leading, how they're making a difference, and how they're using their voice in our world. I'd like to first tell you a little bit about our guest Her name is Sylvia L. Jones. She has been an eyewitness to history again and again. The former journalist spent more than 20 years chasing the news, reporting on monumental events, including Nelson Mandela's first visit to Chicago following his release from prison, the September 11th terror attacks from Ground Zero, and President Barack Obama's historic elections. Now she's moved on to her next chapter. In the midst of traveling the nation to cover the 2016 presidential primary elections, Sylvia decided to turn in her press credentials and try her hand in Hollywood. Go Sylvia. Never one to waste words or time, Sylvia hit the ground running. She's a Chicago native who leveraged her comprehensive knowledge of the city's politics and neighborhoods to help launch Showtime's The Shy and USA's Suits spinoff. Pearson. She also developed and wrote the Clark Sisters, First Ladies of Gospel, which was an executive produced by Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, and Mary Blige, which aired on Lifetime. Additionally, Sylvia has served as a writer on the CBS all-access thriller Tell Me a Story and on Ava DuVernay's romance anthology series Cherish the Day on OWN. Sylvia's vast experience covering local and national news has set her in a close proximity with a wide array of people and has offered her a deep well of prototypes from which to draw traits. As a result, she gives voice to characters, who feel real and down to earth, even when their storylines are out of this world. And I just have to add, Tommy, you didn't mention in your bio that you're also a screenwriter working on the spinoff for Power. But reading this, it made me think about and some of what I've seen um, that you create. It's believable when it's unbelievable. So it's just <laughs> a credit to your writing and obviously the casting, directing, everything. But I think it all comes back down to the writing where the unbelievable seems believable and you're all up in this fantasy and adventure and loving every minute of it. That's good stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So Sylvia earned her Bachelor of Arts degrees in psychology and communications at Stanford University and her Master of Science in Journalism at Northwestern University. She also earned certificates from the Professional Program in Writing for Television at UCLA and the Producers Guild of America's Power of Diversity Master Workshop. Sylvia splits her time between L.A. and Chicago. She most enjoys sleeping. Oh, my God, you sound like me. Aisle seats and sweet potato pie. Love that. Welcome to Hush World yes, League, yes, Sylvia. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. What an honor to be invited.
0: We are so happy to have you here. And as we introduce our fellow introverts to all of us that are out here doing cool things, and, and I'm sure that your story will inspire someone who's listening. So, my first question I have to ask you, Sylvia, is Are you an introvert?
1: I am. I am. From. All of my life, I don't remember not being that. Yeah, I just, I I think it's only been recent years that I was able to, you know put a label
0: on it Yes, but that's
1: what it is you know yes
0: we've been talking about that it's interesting how for me I didn't always knew I was different weird different I'll say that and it wasn't (laughs) until I was in my late 20s where I was at a company that someone came in and facilitated a Myers-Briggs and so that's when I was like oh is that what this is called and oh it's not just me it's it's A third of the Mm. world is like me, you know, Mm -hmm. So it was so empowering Mm -hmm. for me and so helped me in so many ways with an understanding. Have you ever taken one of those personality indicator tests such as Myers-Briggs? I haven't. I haven't. I probably should, though. How did you know you heard other people describe themselves as introverts or how did you figure it out? Yeah.
1: um, Well, I've kind of always had a handle on who I am and how I move. Um, And then, you know, in recent years, you you know, it's just popped up from reading articles and and that kind of thing. I mean, they've even gotten to a point where they categorize it now from Mm -hmm. not just introvert, but are you an extroverted introvert? Yes. I, I've yes. heard that. Yeah, and, and we're all on the spectrum. Yes, mm-hmm. we're all on the spectrum. And so I've read a lot of articles, just a lot of chatter mm-hmm. uh, kind of about that. Mm-hmm. And if I must say, I think I feel like I am an introvert, true and through. But if I were to fall somewhere on that spectrum, it might be extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that. Is not because I prefer to be extroverted. Because mm-hmm. I prefer to be, you know, in my house by myself, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um, any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the careers that I have chosen and the kinds of things that I have to do, I it will be a detriment to me mm-hmm. if I let my natural my natural instinct take over. Like yes. I have to go the extra mile. I have to push myself. I have to make myself talk to strangers, so to speak, yes. in order to be successful, especially when I was a journalist. I mean, you can't just, you know, sit in a corner and say, I want to be by myself, which is what, you know, my nature would say. Yes. I have to be able to go up and talk to strangers. I have to be able to make them trust me in a quick mm-hmm amount of time so that they're willing to share their stories with me I have to be able to get to the point so I have to you know what I mean I have to be able to have a conversation starter all of those things which you know the butterflies may be churning in my stomach and going at you know 90 miles an hour but you know that's that old commercial never let them see you sweat I I perfected that Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know I perfected that you know regardless of what's going on inside I can't let them see this I have a job to do I have to get this done and so as a result people see the way I move and they assume oh she was such a butterfly Mm -hmm. and what they don't realize is that I've I've done what do they call it, an Irish exit or whatever like Mm -hmm. you flee. Like, people saw you come in, but they yes. didn't see, like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you this really? is out. Oh, I'm gone. Out.
0: I'm gone. Right. You know? Is, yeah. It's, yeah, and you know, there's a lot of talk about us masquerading as extroverts, and we do it when we need to, and when we have mm-hmm. to, but it usually just expends a lot of energy. So we do it, and can yeah. do it well. And then usually afterwards, we need to come home and take a nap, or chill on the couch with a glass of something, you know, and, sure. and, and get back in our heads, and Be introspective and reflective about what just occurred and process and all of that, which I feel like we have the best of both worlds because Mm -hmm. we can play both sides of the fence and accomplish what we need to do in our extroverted ways and then win in our introverted ways. So I feel like we have the best of, of both worlds. So I wanted to ask you about quitting your job and breaking into Hollywood. That sounds. So scary. I mean, that sounds like the impossible. And so obviously that took a lot of confidence and courage. But tell us how you made that decision to quit your job and move to Hollywood and and just walk us through your journey.
1: You know, I was at kind of an impasse. I think that a lot of us, not just women, but very particularly women, we get to a point in our lives. In our careers, in our spaces, where we start asking ourselves that age-old question: Is this all there is? Mm. And even if what your what your is is, you know, even the, where you are in life is wonderful. If it's great, if you have everything that you thought you wanted, if you have everything that society tells you should, you should have, there's still something that churns inside many of us this is is this it like i've got a whole you know however many years left of my life do i want to ride it out exactly this way mm. or do i want to shake it up what what have i always wanted to do what if if money weren't an issue, if fear weren't a factor, if, you know, if there were no barriers, were no obstacles, what would I like to try? You know, mm-hmm. and it could be a one-off. It could be, you're the person who always wanted to skydive. You're the person who always wanted to try bungee jumping, or you wanted to open your own bakery and leave the bank that you've been working at for 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think many of us share that commonality. And I was at a point where That still small voice that kept asking that question kept getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And I just couldn't shut it up. You know, (laughs) I just couldn't. And I was, and I was doing well. I was working as a television news producer at that point. I was at ABC 7 in Chicago here. As, as my bio read, I was, I had been thinking about it for quite some time. But at the time that I actually made the decision, I was traveling the East Coast covering the primaries between um, Senator Clinton and the current. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so it so it wasn't it wasn't that I was failing or anything. I was mm-hmm. I was at the top of my game. Successfully yes. voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. voice just kept asking, Well, but what about what about and and but what about, you know, and and also I had gone through a, a lot of like personal Trauma, if you will, uh, loss, grief, the whole bit mm-hmm. for a few years leading up to that point. Um, I don't know. I was just like, you know, I, I feel like I had been walking in a dark fog for a really long time, like, you know, with a cloud over my head, just existing, putting one foot in front of the other. Didn't even realize it until one day the sun just literally came out, mm-hmm. like, Things just looked brighter and different, and my perspective changed. And I realized, hey, you've got your whole life ahead of you. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And I started really thinking about that and looking around. And at first, I didn't really want to know. And then I didn't know. And then I started thinking about my college Dream, my college fantasy, which I had to go way back in order to get <laughs> to the college dream. Um, but it was about, uh, you know, I wanted to work in Hollywood. I wanted to be a TV writer. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to create. I wanted to do all of those things. I always thought that would, would be fun and interesting and, and, and great. And so I started thinking, like, what would happen if I actually Chase that dream. Mm-hmm. Like, what would happen if I actually did it? And given, you know, I mentioned, you know, in the span of just a few years, I lost both my parents. I lost my best friend. I it just, it was a, it was a, a whole mm-hmm. lot that went on. And so my head was in a space where I really started asking myself, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen if I quit my job mm-hmm. and even go to LA and try to be a TV writer? And all I could come up with was failure. Mm-hmm. Like, The worst thing that could possibly happen would be that I'd fail. And I'm going to be honest with you. I I could fail five times before breakfast. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, now that I failed, I'll pick myself up. I'll try again. I'll do something else, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So it just nothing. I I knew that it wouldn't kill me. You know, it's nothing, nothing that I could see happening if I actually gave myself a try would be worse than the things that I had already been through. And my me- I felt like my mettle had been tested. And so I knew if I could go through those things and come out relatively unscathed, yeah. certainly I could do this. And, and that wasn't guaranteeing a success. Right. That was guaranteeing survival. That's where I was. Like, I knew I could survive. Even if I didn't succeed, I could survive. And so I still needed the safety and comfort of, some kind of program, some kind of job, some kind of something to hang my hat on. I was still too afraid to just go out with nothing. So, that was when I found the UCLA program, which is a certificate program for screenwriting. And I didn't tell family and friends. I kept it all to myself. And I sure. told myself I'm gonna apply. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm gonna apply to this program mm-hmm. and if I get in, I'm gonna blow up my entire life. I'm gonna mm-hmm. quit my job. I'm going to leave my house. I'm gonna you know, leave mm-hmm. a 401k, like all of that mm-hmm. and and move out to Hollywood and give it a shot. And if I don't, I'm gonna take it as a as a sign from the universe that I probably need to to stand still. And two weeks before class started, I got my acceptance letter. And so I uh I made my announcement. (laughs) Most people thought I was losing it or had (laughs) lost it. There were people who genuinely approached me in love and kindness and care and asked if I needed to talk to someone because they thought I was having a mental break. You know, it's like it was really, really interesting. And so I found that even that tested my solitude because so many people were telling me why I shouldn't do this, why Mm -hmm. this is a bad idea. You know, do you know how old you are? Do you know how hard Hollywood is? Mm -hmm. You know, you're not connected? You don't have, you know, all of the things that I don't have. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I really don't care. And the thing is, I don't necessarily need your approval Mm -hmm. or even your vote of confidence. Yeah. I need me and I need God. That's what wow. I need. I I'm, so, I need I'm so glad so, that
0: you listen to yourself. And I think that's another, yes. that introversion thing. You know who you are. You've already probably fantasized as a child and we live in our heads and, and see things that other people don't see, which I think makes us so good at so many things. And so I, I love that you didn't let anybody sort of break your confidence and you knew it was in you and you knew you had to do it. That, that's, that's a exactly beautiful right. testimony. I, I love to that's hear exactly that. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so I did. Amazing. And, and December, when was that? Yeah, uh,
1: that was 2016. My December. anniversary date of moving to LA and I really literally was on the plane and arrived like the first day of class was March 27th,
0: 2016. Wow. Wow, I love so it hasn't that. been that long, yeah, yeah, and you've been so successful. Can you tell us what is a screenwriter, what is a writer? What do you do? What is your day like? How do you approach Tell us as much as you can about that
1: okay, there are two different two different things there's there's screenwriting, which traditionally uh kind of refers to film. And then there's television writing. It, it it all falls in the same genre, but it's a um, it's a little different. Screenwriting for film, as I was doing um, when I wrote for the Clark Sisters. Basically, you either have some kind of IP intellectual property, be it a book, an article, or you know something like that mm-hmm. that gets optioned, and you then take it and adapt it into. Um, a movie and uh, typical introvert fashion writing is a very very solo mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a solitary uh, endeavor mm-hmm. however filmmaking is not solitary it's very collaborative so while you spend a whole lot of time you know sitting by yourself in front of your computer um trying to you know, adapt a property. Or in the case of the Clark's issues where there was not a property, I'm doing all the research and interviews and so forth um to get the information and then craft the story. And then I tip I, you know, put fingers to the keyboard and write the movie. That's basically what a screenwriter is. It's a person who, wow. you know, sits at their computer and so writes writes you, the movie. You did that without a book? Yes. Yes, That's amazing. And for cheap writing it's it's a little different in that typically television is not your thing. you still end up writing you know obviously sitting in front of your computer by yourself writing mm-hmm. um, unless you work in a team but television is more collaborative from the outset because mm-hmm. we typically work in writers rooms which is what I'm, you mentioned power I'm on the I'm working on the um, spinoff of power that features Tommy's character fan favorite mm-hmm. and Ms super exciting. I can't wait till you guys get to see it. But I'm in a writer's room every day.
0: Um, basically,
1: it's a group of writers. We spend the vast majority of our time talking. Oh, we wow. do a lot more talk- talking than we do writing. And the reason, reason why, I mean, we get, to, we get to write. I mean, I'm actually working on my episode now. So I'm actually writing. But we all as a group collaborate on what the story will be. You, you, you hear the term mm-hmm. breaking story meaning we're literally figuring out what the season arc is going to be, who all of the characters are going to be, what the world will look like, what are all of the characters' motivations, how, how are they going to get from episode one to episode ten with whatever arc we we decide that we want them to accomplish or where they want, want them to be emotionally by the end of the season. Um, and literally, we go through, as a group, beat by beat episode by episode and make decisions on what these what these episodes will be about, what the characters will be doing, how they're feeling. We debate and we, you know, it gets heated sometimes and it's, it's, you know, it can be a lot of fun, um, but it's very, very collaborative. And then after it's pretty much decided, okay, episode one is going to be about this, episode two is going to be about this, et cetera, et cetera. Then the episodes are assigned to individual writers who take the bones oh. of what we decided the room as a group and then they put their own special sauce on it and then they take those they take those ideas and put them in wow. you know in a script
0: had no so idea that's, that's what your writer does that yeah. I, that sounds like a great process too yeah i uh, had, yeah. had no idea that it worked like that and do you think that your introversion has helped you to to Act in this role and to do this both the TV writing in a group and the screenwriting on your own, do you think your introversion has supported or helped that in any way?
1: My introversion has supported me in many ways as both a screenwriter and as a TV writer. It also has proved to be something that I have to actively fight against much like much like I said as as a journalist mm-hmm. you know i have to, and because I'm aware of it i have to I have to deal with it yes. for me. Um, the screenwriting is is probably more conducive to introversion because you spend so much time alone, just you and your computer doing your thing um, until you have to, you know, pitch what you get notes and pitch to producers and, and that kind of thing. And then it becomes more collaborative. But the actual process is mostly just you. So, you know, that's an introvert's dream. For TV writing... You are, this is going to be a terrible thing, thing to say. People are going to, for all that you just said about, it, oh my God, TV writing, that sounds so great. You're going to be like, ooh, the TV writing can be like going to a morning meeting at your job at 10 a.m. and the meeting doesn't end until six. Mm. So, so you're in that room That's a lot. with those people That's all, a of lot. Those time, all of that time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes, depending on the room, you get a separate lunch break where you can go and, you know, bring on your office, do whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of them, we don't even break for mm-hmm. lunch. We have lunch brought in and we're all still sitting there together mm-hmm. to even have lunch together. Mm-hmm. So you're in a room with five, 10, you know, 15 people all day. For an introvert who needs to recharge mm-hmm. and who. You know, can't be mm-hmm. around people that long. Mm-hmm. That can be a struggle. It can yeah, be a real struggle, and That's a lot. yeah, mm-hmm. and and even now in this post-COVID, or I shouldn't even say post-COVID because it's not over. Um, right. This COVID world that we're living in right now, our writers' rooms have moved from you know physical rooms to we are all on Zoom. Mm-hmm. So I spend the vast majority of my day being one of twelve bosses. Mm-hmm. uh sitting in front of my computer all day, and that's how we do it. And I'm telling you, the great thing is the ideas spark, and it's fun. And I'm I'm personally working with a really good group of writers, people who I like, people whose company I enjoy, mm-hmm. people who are smart, who are all dedicated, and so that in a way makes it it just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still, mm-hmm. there are times where I have to admit that I have to dig deep because I'm just like I just want to go and lay
0: down. I'm just yeah. talking. Take <laughs> like a nap. Mm-hmm. Right, you know,
1: <laughs> and not only have I been talking all morning, I've been listening to you talk all morning. Yeah, I, I, like I just, I just, yeah. you know. So, um, but I don't have that luxury. But yeah. fortunately, like with the, uh, the showrunner, and the showrunner is the person who is basically the boss of the show. Recognizes that and recognizes that it can be a lot, so he typically will give us a break at the top of every hour, and you okay. know, and then we get like an hour and a half lunch, which is so so appreciated because there there are oftentimes during my lunch I will go and curl up on the couch and Ooh. take a nap.
0: Or <laughs> yeah, I appreciate <laughs> or, that consideration. Or just go you know.
1: outside and and you know. Sit under the sun in the backyard and just look at the flowers. Just mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Just, mm-hmm. you just need you need some time by yourself. Recharge, right? So, Refill. So, yeah, yeah. recharge. Mm-hmm. So then when you come back for the latter half of the afternoon, it's like okay, post put me in. Um, you know I'm ready. I can you know I can talk. I can discuss. I can do all of that. So so that that was probably especially when I my first writers' room and when I started that was the biggest adjustment. For me, mm-hmm. with having to be engaged—not not even just be around people, right? But be
0: engaged right. and actively listening for and responding. Say, yes, engaged. Yes, yes. exactly. Uh-huh. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's a lot, and yeah. for
1: an you know for an extrovert who feeds off of it, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably like oh, add an hour. Let's make it longer. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> for an introvert, you're just like yeah, this is fun and this is good and it's very productive, but I'm going to just need somebody to turn the lights off just for a minute and... Right.
0: So I, I need to chill. relax, relax, and yeah. you know? Yeah, well, I'm so glad you were able to explain that. I had no idea, and, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners who aren't in your industry I had no idea either. So thank you for, mm-hmm. for sharing that. And I want you to tell us a little bit about your upcoming master class. We're running out of time, and so I wanted to ask about your... Masterclass. I know it's going to be a, a virtual event streamed on Facebook Live. Yeah. Um, and so tell us what people can expect from that. And we'll be sure to post the links on WGN and on my website so people can can register. Uh, but tell us what they can expect from that.
1: Well, it's going to be an intimate conversation between um, me and ABC7's Jose Sanders. He will... He won't interview me, but, you know, it's it's more going to be conversation style, much like what you and I just had. Mm-hmm. But like all of those questions that you ask, he'll be able to. It's an hour and a half long session. So I'll be able to go into much more detail about how things work. I'll give people more details about my journey as I I kind of gave you a snapshot and stopped at when I went to UCLA Mm -hmm. um, but then didn't get a chance to go into, but then how did I get my first job? All of those things. Those are the kinds of things that I expect to, um, to discuss there in terms of just kind of getting your foot in the door, how to network, how to navigate that kind of thing. Talked about the writer's room and I gave you a snapshot of what is, what it was like and as you just said it was very in- informative mm-hmm. but I'm hoping that I'll be able to get into a little bit of the weeds of that like mm-hmm. how do we actually break story how do we you know decide on character arcs those kinds of things people who are who have a, a really sustained entrance and especially people who are looking to get in the industry mm-hmm. or or just have a passive curiosity about about how things work how their favorite shows get on the air and mm-hmm. so forth I'm hoping to talk about all of those kinds of things and and take questions and be able to just kind of pull back the veil on mm-hmm. what is on the mystery of Hollywood I'll, I'll put mm-hmm. it that way because I think I think so many people are curious and mm-hmm. want to know think things but don't get the opportunity to actually hear from somebody who's done it who's been there who mm-hmm. understands it and can, you know, break down the things that have been, that are typically glossed over. So so that's what I'm hoping to do. I think
0: that's a a great idea. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be meaningful to so many people. So I'm excited that you're doing that and excited that we can help promote that. And so it is Saturday, June 27th. At 11 a.m. Central Time, and mm-hmm. we will put information out there. And then, probably, can people find you? Where can people find you? Where you may have the link to register?
1: You know what? They can they can find me on Facebook, Sylvia Jones, and uh, also on Twitter, Sylvia underscore Jones seven. And it'll also be on um, on Instagram, which in and on Instagram, I'm Sylvia Jones underscore Sylvia Jones. Under- for um and then they also this is sponsored by the chicago film office and the uh illinois film office it will be streamed facebook.com um slash chicago film office they can go on facebook to the chicago film office and register it's free that's the other thing that's super important it's free yes but you do need to register in order to be able to get on it so so go to Chicago Film Office on Facebook. That's another surefire way to, okay. to uh, get more information.
0: Okay. Thank you. And uh, before we wrap up, if you just in a couple minutes, if you can give any advice personally or professionally to members of our tribe, anything that you'd like to share?
1: Um, you know, I would say, you know, specifically for people who are introverts, I try to be very transparent in my own in my own journey and not just make it seem like, Oh, well, I know I'm an introvert, but you know, I am woman. hear me roar, which, Hey, I'd like to think that, but I know who I am. And so, um, in part of that, I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, Mm -hmm. and no one wants to talk about weaknesses, but there are certain situations where your natural inclinations are not the the traits that are going to get you where you want to go or what you want to do. It doesn't say you have to change who you are, but you might have to change how you move Mm -hmm. or how you relate. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that has been, as I said, as a journalist, when it comes to breaking into Hollywood, when it comes to working in a writer's room, Mm -hmm. as much as I'd like to retreat Mm -hmm. so many times, I know I wouldn't have gotten to where I've gotten, nor would I continue going along the path Mm -hmm. if, I rested on what my natural <laughs> what my natural state wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So like if I know I have to work twice as hard to overcome that, mm-hmm. you know, you find techniques to figure out what it is that you need to do mm-hmm. in order to make that happen,
0: you yeah. know? Okay, cuz we are living in an extrovert rewarding world. So right, exactly. we we have to I love that you don't change yourself, but maybe change the way you move through. This world mm-hmm. um, with mm-hmm. your gifts, so many gifts that we introverts have. So thank you Sylvia, exactly. it has been my pleasure and honor to talk to you today and we're excited about what's next, can't wait to see what's happening with Power and everything else, the spinoff and whatever else you're writing, uh, you have a fan here, so thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, it has absolutely been my pleasure.
0: Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash introverts hush loudly and listen to past episodes at WGNradio.com or hush loudly.com.